What's going on, folks? My name is Jonathan, and this is another edition of Comic Book Cinema. Today, it's going to be me. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on his name. Seth, right? Yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself, man? Okay. Uh, I'm Seth Karras. I am uh, a podcaster because uh, Jason and me got a podcast, uh, The Cinema Squad, that you may want to check out. Yeah, I'm just a guy who likes movies and stuff. Heck yeah. And Jason, you want to introduce Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, second, time get, second time being back here. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I do some comedy. Whatever you can think of, I do. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> a true wrestling aficionado is Jason. Oh, uh, as you learned last night when I was texting you all throughout All Out. The greatest pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was pretty good. But, guys, so today we're going to review Shang-Chi. We have all went to go see it uh, over the weekend, over this Labor Day weekend. I think it's safe to say that all three of us probably have a lot of thoughts on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, you know, I always like to start off with small things. So I think that I enjoyed the music in the movie. I mm-hmm. thought it lent itself very well to the film. It was it was unique and different. Honestly, when I think about this movie, everything about it to me was unique. Uh, it wasn't a formulaic, uh, cookie-cutter, typical Marvel origin story. Sure, they barred from blueprints, you know, from, you know, Black Panther. I saw a little bit of Black Panther, you know, uh, inspiration in there. Uh, but, man, it was just somewhat alike when it comes to other types of movies. It was so unique in so many different ways as well. Um, by the way, anyone watching this, there's going to be lots of spoilers. We're going to do a deep dive into this film. So if you have not seen the movie yet, do not watch this yet. But... Honestly, my big takeaway or like what I was telling my wife when we were leaving the theater, it was almost like a Jackie Chan movie uh, combined with a Marvel Black Panther type movie and just mix mash together. For me, that's a great thing. I love Jackie Chan movies and the action in this film was very Jackie Chan-esque to me. What do you guys think? Uh, Yeah, I will agree and disagree. I feel like there were parts of the movie that like were forced to look like a Marvel movie. Uh, and we talked about it in a, a podcast me and Seth do uh, called the cinema squad. But uh, uh, we, it felt like at times it felt like a real karate, like Kung Fu movie, but they had to make it look uniform to the other, uh, the other, the other films and i think it suffered from that a little bit but i still love the movie so absolutely what about yeah, you Jeff? i mean i mean i kind of agree i mean the you know where i mean i definitely think it has the marvel feel but i don't think that's a downside downside to the movie you know marvel especially when it comes to the mcu you know it's a brand at this point and they have they have they definitely have a look and feel to them across uh their movies but they do each have something unique to them as well so i definitely feel like when it comes to the action and the even the personalities of the characters 
yeah, they definitely draw uh, drew inspiration from Jackie Chan films, you know, like Rush Hour and Rumble in the Bronx. But when it comes to the heart and uh, the emotion of the movie, yeah, I think Black Panther may be the best comparison to it because it really just kind of drops us into the middle of the action. We don't really have, you know, you know that meeting meeting Peter Parker and seeing he's a nerd and then he gets bitten by the spider. We don't get that type of origin story. We're kind of just dropped into the middle of Shang-Chi's adventure and kind of get bits and pieces as the movie goes along. And I think the movie is wonderfully paced in that way. Yeah. Which makes it, I was about to say that honestly, I think that us as an audience are beyond that. Now we don't need to see, Oh, so he got splashed with radioactive chemicals and, and now he's learning how to fight. He's, he's training with this uh, sensei. We don't need all that anymore. I think that the new formula for origin stories, which they, we've seen a few times before, even in Man of Steel, Jason Galt's favorite movie, uh, they kind of splash these elements of his past throughout the film. You know, they didn't give it all to us in one gulp and then put us into the present. They just kind of splash it throughout, you know, and I think that's a great strategy because, yeah, us as an audience, we don't need to see that anymore, but Yes. As far as the fight choreography might be the best fight choreography we've ever seen in any Marvel movie. And that's saying a lot. Uh, You know, when I think back to Civil War and a few others, there's some beautifully executed action sequences. But when it comes down and don't get me wrong, the fight choreography is still just top notch. But when you when you see the fight scenes in this and and like I said, I just keep going back to Jackie Chan, but you know, some of the impressive things that he did in his films, like you said, rumble in the Bronx, uh, first strike. I mean, literally when I was a kid, I had a stack of Jackie Chan VHSs and I loved every single one of them because each movie, you know, he always did something unique and, uh, but man, you know, ahead of its time, it was extremely ahead of its time. And uh, it almost makes me want to see Jackie Chan come in on a sequel in some type of capacity. That would be dope. Yeah, I would love to see that. You you saw I kind of. <laughs> you know, I think most of the gold standard before this was, you know, something like uh, Winter Soldier, which had a lot of close hand-to-hand combat. Uh, you know, when it comes to Civil War, uh, Civil War or Infinity War or Endgame, any of those, you know, you have a lot of big spectacle, people using powers. You know, this has to be, um, you know, despite the stuff with the Ten Rings, a lot of his stuff needs to have that choreography and that dance to it. And I, th- I just think they, they nailed the look of it. And I think one of the biggest things, the reason we say something like Jackie Chan-esque is because, you know, he's flipping through poles and you know, dodging just only a little, by a little bit in these fights, you know, using a poor woman's laptop to try to block a razor fist. I mean, it's yep. just like, that's the stuff that is great to see. And I like that they do that and that they make him unique in that way. Yep. You know, I'm not going to gush about this movie the whole time. I do have some complaints. Is it the third act? Because the third act is where my, my complaints go, man. <laughs> me too. Me too. We'll get to that later. But yes. Uh, so another thing for me personally, and my wife, by the way, uh, my wife is Filipino. She's Asian. 
I had a problem with his costume. I thought the top half from his waist up looked legit and awesome. And then when you look at his pants and his shoes, it's like black jeans and a pair of Doc Martens or something. I don't know like what type of shoes those were, but I don't know. Like it, my wife should've was like, vans. oh, that's what? They should have been vans. <laughs> no, like but my wife was like, oh, that's, that's an Asian thing. You wouldn't understand. I was like, <laughs> but, but wait a minute. Vans. You know, to me, it looks like they just got lazy and just said, you know what? We did it. We spent a long time designing the top half of his costume. Let's just throw some black jeans on and give him some tennis shoes. You know, like well, who's gonna look at the bottom half, John? <laughs> I, I this, this, is, this is fascinating. I did. I didn't even. I'm not even thinking about that. Like I'm just like I'm just like that's his costume. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I thought the costume was fine. The co- yeah, yeah, the top half. I loved it, but you know, I just. Maybe I'm being too critical, and maybe that's uh, what I have become now. <laughs> Since I, mean, I do a, a, a YouTube podcast every week, and I knew I just knew <laughs> that you know I was going to have to pick this movie apart, so I was watching it in the theater, and then you know I see those pants and the shoes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> I don't like those shoes. <laughs> What's he doing? But that's how I feel, you know. Like, uh, I. And maybe it's, you know, it's some cultural Asian thing that those shoes are like so uh, Asian. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of baffled. I'm like, he's, he's got he's got a more designed top and then he's got, you know, pants and he's got shoes. And I'm like, like OK, great. And I'm just I'm, it's, it's kind of interesting to just be like someone watching the movie and being like, those What's pants aren't cheap? doing it for me. What's up with your shoes? What are those? Like, I'm just well, like, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> here we go. In my defense, okay? It would be similar if, let's say, for instance, Spider-Man had the top half of his costume, then the lower half was blue jeans and Nikes. I would be saying, I would be saying the same thing, like, because it I, doesn't... I, I'd be saying that's the last stand suit, the one that I use primarily in the PS4 game, which is him in black jeans with the leather jacket suit, I love that suit. No, I get, but I get you. I, I like it's. I, I, I think I'll have to look at it again because I mean it is kind of interesting because you know I mean now he's got the rings, so he's a little more power. You know, a little more. He's a lot more powered up and can, can use them rings the, uh, to get Avengers. better pants. <laughs> so you get better pants. I don't know if that's an ability that they have. Marvel, but now I don't know. Really- you really need to work on the pants and the shoes, okay? Give him yeah. some type of like pants that match the shirt, okay? Give him some pants that match the shirt and some boots, superhero boots. That's all that I ask. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's move on here. Um, <laughs> Trevor Slattery, guys, his pants were on point, you know, the entire time. <laughs> I loved the fact that Trevor Slattery was back. I thought it was very appropriate. Uh, He was hilarious as usual. Okay, Trevor, what'd you tell him? I didn't tell him anything. Nothing. No. Should have pressed the panic button. Well, I panicked, but then I handled it. You're looking at a guy that did not mind that twist in the Iron Man 3 film, okay? (laughs) I love Trevor Slattery. I think he is hilarious. 
and he didn't disappoint in this film. I thought he was even, you know, even more funny. And uh, he basically did what he was put in the movie to accomplish, make people laugh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So did Aquafina. I thought Aquafina was fantastic. And the, the comedic yes. part hit in this movie for me, uh, yes. for the most part. That's, um, one, that's one difference between Black Panther and this film for me. The humor in Black Panther fell flat a lot for me. Like I knew they were they were going for like a drier type of humor, and uh, a lot of times like they would tell a joke, you know, about his shoes or whatever, and and uh, I would just be like, you know, that's supposed to be funny, but yeah, the humor for me in this film was on point, even to the point where like they do the Hotel California, and I think the best sequence of the film. The tower scene where they're flipping off and they're catching each other. On the scaffolding, yeah. By far the best scene in the film, like choreography wise. Like, and it kind of sucked because like the one negative thing I really have to say is the third act was kind of a mess. Like mm. a, a, just a little bit. Not a mess. Maybe a mess is not a good way. It just built up to something more epic than I thought it delivered. And you know, I didn't care about any of those characters at the end. Like, it's funny. It's funny how um, they were fighting on bamboo scaffolding because that's another callback to Jackie Chan movie. You know, I think that was Rush Hour one or two, one of the Rush Hour films where they were fighting yeah, on the bamboo ones. scaffolding. And uh, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Good stuff. So yeah, like you just mentioned, Jason, that was in my notes. I had great supporting cast. <laughs> Aquafina did great. Um, who else was in the film that I thought? You know, Trevor Slattery obviously was great. Um, the sister, I like the sister. Uh, I thought she was cool. Trying to and think, she turned heel at the end. Who's yeah. that one coming? <laughs> she turned. She turned what? She turned heel. Ba- bad guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess Sorry, it's still I'm still what they do. <laughs> no, I get. I I get you. I, I I don't have stars, so I can't watch uh, heels. You know, the new show. So. Um, no, but I, you know, I, I really like Jailene. I thought she was a fantastic character and I like that they're kind of putting her in a position where she can, both she and the 10 rings can show up down the line and uh, a variety of projects. And I'm, I'm all willing to see uh, whatever they do with them. But yeah, I, I loved all the uh, supporting cast and extra characters, you know, Michelle Yao, um, the actress who played their mother was very great too. And then, I mean, Tony Leon and just as, as when Wu is just a top tier uh, MCU villain, you know, speaking and of MCU has been doing really great with some villains lately. Yeah. What else did he play recently? He wasn't Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Was Tony? He? Yeah. I, I, I that's a different actor, right? I think no, that was um, that. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who was Shang Tsung was the guy who was Lao in The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's a different actor. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. He really stepped up and, and did a different role in that movie. Um, yeah, he really, he really did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, it, you know, the Mandarin, I guess. I don't know how I feel about him being a sympathetic villain. Part of me thinks it's whatever, it's fine. But then another part of me just wanted him to be just a ruthless, uh, merciless, evil person, you know. But uh, they ended up making him more of a sympathetic type villain. 
and the intro too for me was a little odd like uh where he met the way he met his wife you know i don't know for me that was just kind of very crouching tiger hidden dragon which, yeah you know yeah. I, was, I was here i guess it was uh, i had a yeah i'm gonna tell the, uh, i'll tell the story here uh we had a lady who was very upset that the first part of the movie was not in english and in her theater she let us know about it. The entire movie. So, huh? A Karen. Oh, very much a Karen. Like, <laughs> who came in like five minutes after the movie started. It was the worst. <laughs> you so, know, yeah. A, a little a little off of that, I actually would have liked a few more of the mo- uh, movie moments to have been in Chinese. You know, like, whenever he was... Uh, I would have really liked at, at the end, you know, before uh, Katie shoots the arrow uh, into the drawer in the darkness's throat, like whenever he's holding, like using the rings to hold on to Jai Lang, keep her from going. And she's you know, like, you know, let me go. And he says, I'm not leaving you this time. I would have loved that, that dialogue to have been in Chinese, like just, you know, because I mean, that's who they like, you know, that's the, the that's their language. That's what they grew up with. Uh, you know, it just, I think would have rooted that moment just like taking them back to the moment of them being kids and uh, their connection. But I mean, that's like I said, that like that, that's one of those things where like, I don't think the moment is ruined at all by not having that. I just, for me, that would have been a moment to, uh, I think it could have been a little elevated because I am, you know, I, I saw that I saw this movie twice, uh, once Thursday and then again Saturday. And I just like I, I loved it even more the second time, you know, uh, it's, it, especially the third act, because I, I felt a little bit of what Jason was talking about the first time. Uh, not really that it was bloated or didn't feel epic. I actually felt it just went a little long. Um, but the set, watching it the second time, it flowed a lot uh, more. And I didn't feel that, like, at all. I was fully engaged uh, the entire time. So, you know, and that that kind of thing happens when you watch a movie multiple times. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see how I feel about it, my second viewing. We keep referring to it. We might as well just talk about it. Let's talk about the third act and how we really felt, okay? Yeah, so I I feel like me and Jason are probably going to be thinking the same on this one. But, you know... I almost wish we would have gotten something a little more grounded and down to earth. Uh, I know this is a Marvel film. Okay. So the conclusion having two dragons facing off is not that far out of the, and and also it is unique. It's sticking to that unique formula, but it kind of lost me a little bit. You know, it, it felt, it just, I don't, I don't want to use the word out or the phrase out of place, because, yeah, I mean, they talked about the looming threat of the evil dragon that lurked behind the wall or whatever. Well, like, of the dark. Yeah, I guess I could have just used a more personal, like, between the Mandarin and his son, Shang-Chi. Uh, Win Wu, you know, I think that would have been more intimate and more meaningful to have those two face off. But like I said, they went the route of the sympathetic villain. So, of course, towards the end of the film, or did he ever, or did he ever actually, like, 
concede and, and say, you know what, let's try to fight this thing together. He didn't, did he? He died trying to break that I mean, wall. He, 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 didn't, he didn't really get a moment to. Like, he, yeah. he, you know, he kept putting his anger and his frustration and his obsession into opening this door because he had convinced himself that his wife was behind it. And then by the time, you know, it, you know, he's had, and I, the thing is, I think we get, I, I think we get both of them, you know, before, you know, once the dweller in the darkness breaks through and then when Wu concedes the rings to Shang-Chi and then they're, they're having the big fight, you know, we get that big epic fight uh, that we're kind of accustomed to with these Marvel films. But before that, you know, we get, a good extended fight between Zhangxi and his father. And we do. we do. I mean, and it's, and I, and it's really emotionally motivated because you really get, you know, you get the sense of these characters and their history and their frustration because both of them feel like they let the other one down when it came to the death of the mother, because, you know, Shang-Chi obviously wanted, wanted his father to be more emotionally there for them. And in some regard, Wen Wu uh, blames Shang-Chi for not doing something. Even if he was seven years old, it's, it still was your duty to do something, if anything. You know, die trying. So Where was Wen Wu at, though, at the time? Huh? In groceries. He's getting some peaches or something. I don't know. Come on, man. Look, they like a hurricane had just hit. They needed some <laughs> gas. And like the local marathon wasn't having anything. So he had to like go to like, you know, the next town over. You know, like, it's, a 25, it's a $25 minimum. He's like, my God, if only I had some rings. And then he just, he goes about, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, no, yeah. For me, it it did the cardinal rule that I hate in a lot of of big action movies. Someone is sitting there on the ground looking up at what's going on, and they have to say what's going on to the people in the audience so they understand what's going on. Like when he's like, "If this dragon sucks this dragon's soul, then we're gonna have some problems." And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, I didn't need that. I I could look and see what was going on. I didn't need you to explain it to me." I don't know. There's a lot of crazy but, stuff going on there, though, Jason. You do kind of need a little bit of an explanation there. I didn't. And I, I didn't gotta I say, I gotta say, Jason. You know, I know this is China, and you know, anime is more uh, Japanese art, but that is a common thing in Asian uh, media. Of you know, like I'll, I'll you will get a whole uh, fight in an anime. And someone will do this long move, and then you have another character telling us that they just did this long move, and why it's so cool, an anime and, it's a, and it's amazing, you know. And I get, yeah, I guess, I guess it's kind of uh, like you gotta get, gotta give and take because we gotta understand, like this is a character that most audiences don't know. Even if you are a comic fan of Shang Chi, they're having to, they're changing a lot of comic uh, material for this, oh, wow. you know, f- from his father uh to like the characters around him because uh, you know some of the old comics and stuff regardless of how loved they are have a lot of problematic uh elements to them and so kevin feige and the writers and directors and actors are having to revamp that for you know not just audiences who know you know absolutely nothing but also the fans who know something now and i don't think that's connected to the oh we got to do this to the dragon but i do think it is connected to uh 
the way they pre- present, uh, you know, the movie as a whole. But, I mean, I, like like I said, when it comes to the these, like any of the MCU films, this one, I was excited for it for a long time, and it just met all my expectations. And if I'm I'm just excited to see what they do with it in the future uh, with any of these characters. Yes, a sequel is exciting. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, the way I describe this movie is it's in that second tier of uh, of Marvel movie. Like, you got your first tier, which is like Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Guardians for me, personally. And that's like the top tier. Uh, Don't forget Avengers, and- Jason. Huh? Don't forget the Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers is up there with me. Um but like Endgame and Infinity War, I think are above that. It's just they don't really—they're not really standalone movies. So like you know, they're kind of in this weird, not in the tier system. But you got the top tier, and then I have this movie firmly in that second tier, which is very entertaining, but it's not one of my favorites. Is that where you are with it, kind of? Yeah. And I think towards the end, we can like kind of give an, uh, a grasp of how we feel about it, like compared to other. I think it for me, yeah, it's it's somewhere in that in that area for sure. But one thing I do want to talk about before we get to the conclusion is uh, or a couple more things. But Aquafina was great as the comedic relief. I thought she was mm-hmm. hilarious. Great addition to the film. Uh, but. I didn't like the fact that they included her in the uh, let's bring her and Shang-Chi into the Avengers. Like, is she going to be an Avenger now? Who's next? Adam Sandler. Uh, are we going to have, uh, you know, Ben Stiller? Uh, is Ben yes. Stiller going to be? Oh, like, well, yes, I mean, all she did though, the, in, in the film, she is literally the comedic <laughs> relief. She's mm-hmm. literally the comedic relief in the film, right? She's literally the comedic relief in the film. Okay. Mm-hmm. It would be almost like at the end of Ant-Man if they, you know, the Avengers approached Ant-Man and they also brought Louise or whatever the guy's name is. That's I would have loved that. <laughs> what does he do, though? Like, just he, like, well, just okay, like I'll, Thanos. I'll, I'll counter what does he do? That. He captures the hearts of America. Yes, he does. He's hilarious <laughs> in that role. But we don't want to see him on the battlefield fighting against Thanos. Like, he is not, like, just like Aquafina's character in the movie. They yeah. just taught her how to shoot a bow. So, like, what is she? Yeah, I mean, be? I don't, I don't think them having her, her there with with uh, Shang and the Sanctum Sanctorum was being like, you know, you know, Shang Chi, great greatest martial artist of our time, Katie, and his friend Kate, and his friend Katie. <laughs> like, I don't think they were like saying that you know she's she's gonna suit up and you know in the Avengers lineup, you know, it's gonna do a circle pan and it's just gonna be Katie. Aquafina being there, I think it's more so just like establishing that this character isn't just a, you know, we're, we're forgetting about her. Like she, her, she is, like she's tied to him in a lot of ways uh, of, you know, and as I saw it, friendship and everything. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Jason says that he felt feels like there's a romantic lead uh, going that way. I I didn't exactly read that, but it's the will they want they. I th- I think she. They won't, but I think they're going to like, have her more in the capacity of what they have, like Jimmy Woo or Darcy, 
or yeah. you know um, which i'm cool with that i'm of course pe- i'm good you know, with that i just know, got the impression that that's what was going to happen like oh and we're bringing you along with this too one was like uh you shang chi and, and you come on come on like yeah. i would make an argument though that Wong is very much comedic relief and uh the and Doctor Strange. No, he's a yes, sorcerer. He, yes. I, I I mean he he I, like he's got a no he like he doesn't he does a whole lot. But yeah, a lot a good amount of his stuff is uh is used for comedic relief. Yeah, but, but that does not his purpose. That's not his purpose. Absolutely not. And I don't absolutely think it's not. Not. I mean I, I can make an argument that Aquafina's only purpose was not comedy. Like she did stuff. Love I mean, she was there as an emotional as, support for. He Sean did about Chi, as I mean. much as Wong did in Doctor Strange. No, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Love but interest, but I would, comedic relief. That's it. She drove the bus. That was kind of daring. Yeah, I mean, she definitely did a lot of stuff. I'm not like, and and I'll say, I'll say that you know, if they have another big, you know, uh, fight like they had at the end of Endgame where like they're ha- bringing a bunch of people in and they bring in the 10 rings as a part of this army and we see Katie amongst them. That's, I'm not going to be like, this is ridiculous, you know, because I mean, like it's, it's establishing s- some stuff and she, but like, it's not saying that like Katie and Shang-Chi is now uh, on par with any of these heroes. Like, I mean, like she go, she looks in Kang's direction. She's, she's going to dust. She's nothing. But she it's just saying that like as a character you know she means a lot to song and her being there she's gonna be it's important to have her there and to uh establish her as a connection that he has both to um you know average people and then to the heroes going forward yeah yeah, she's a a great secondary character but she doesn't need to be a man she could be hawkeye yeah she could what (laughs) okay he said she she could be be Hawkeye. hawkeye Or she could beat Hawkeye. No, she could be the next Hawkeye. The next Hawkeye. We already have a next Uh, Hawkeye in the Disney Plus show. But guys, we're running out of time. So I want to ask, what were your, like, overall, where do you rank this film? I'll start off. uh, I'll go ahead and say that I think it was a 7.5. I'm actually going to look in my notes here. And, you know, I always place these movies initially when I first watch them. But after some time goes by and after I see it again, you know, two or three more times, it always shifts some. Uh, but currently, I have it ranked 7.5. You guys are not going to like this, but I have it ranked right below The Incredible Hulk and uh, right below um, the newest uh, Suicide Squad movie. Right underneath those two is where I have it. Hey, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad because I like The Incredible Hulk. I think I The think Incredible I think it's I think one of the, the most Incredible- underrated movies in all the MCU. I think, I mean, I, I think Edward Norton is fantastic in that, but I would say that if, if Mark Ruffalo was in that movie and kind of gave it more of that, what people would see as legitimacy within the MCU, it would get a lot more love than it, than, uh, than it obviously does. You know, oh, yeah, I think, sure. I think people only really kind of look down upon it because it really feels so distant. And I think they're trying to bring it more with, you know, obviously referencing it within uh, what if, and then having William, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, but it's still, you know, when your main actor is, it, it is different going forward. It's, it just kind of hurts the film. No offense, Jason, honest. but it's almost like the redheaded stepchild of the uh, MCU. 
Not wrong. Yeah, it really is, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Jason, what did you think? I gave it – I said cleverly gave it. I gave it seven and a half rings out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But it's not on that top tier of, like, Winter Soldier, Guardians, or – it's on par with like an Ant Man or Black Panther, in my opinion. I agree. It's above Incredible Hulk to me, but it's way above Black Widow. Black Widow and Thor: The Dark World are kind of that back half. And yeah, it's definitely better than Black Widow. What about you, Seth? Uh, I would. I think I would end up giving this nine out of ten rings. I mean, it's just like I said. I really got into what this movie was about. Everything that they were trying to do. I feel they did successfully. Uh, it makes me excited for the future. I, I haven't done my rankings yet, but I mean, I, th I think it may be in like number five place, which was previously held by Black Panther. So I think, I think if I'm ranking them, it, would, it may go in that position. But like I said, yeah, I really, really dug this movie. As far as an origins film, it was done very, you know, like we said earlier, it's very unique. Uh, it set itself apart as much as it could. So, yeah. Guys, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show uh, talking about Shang-Chi. Everyone else, make sure you check us out on Instagram. You can follow us at Real Comic Book Cinema. Also, we're on Facebook as well. This is our YouTube channel. Do us a favor. Click subscribe. Make sure you Smash like the, the video. <laughs> yeah, just, just click that button. Like, subscribe, comment, share. All that good stuff. Guys, thank you for joining me. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you guys again in future installments. And to everyone else. And, Wait, and we got to say something real quick? We got to yeah. plug. <laughs> I want to plug real quick. If you want to hear more thoughts on this movie, plus on The Suicide Squad and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and many movies to go forward, check out The Cinema Squad on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's, uh, it's great. Also, Jason, send me the link so I can post it. Also, I'm on that show too but this week straight to dvd september uh continues and jason explains it all and i'm going to explain to my two co-hosts in the uh cinnamons or Cin cinnamon the cinnamon squad, squad the wickeds jonathan you remember the wickeds i think i saw that maybe yeah we watch it at tommy's house all the time okay okay Ron Jeremy. explain that one yeah 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 so check that out that'll be dropping thursday thank you guys have a good one.